Welcome back. Today we are discussing 2 Nephi chapters 3 to 5. Um, these are some great chapters and it's a very pivotal part um, section of the Book of Mormon because this is where the tribes diverge, where Laman and Lemuel go one way and Nephi goes another. Um, so this is kind of the beginning of the epic tale that is the Book of Mormon. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some thoughts I want to share with you tonight. So um, in chapter four, this is what a lot of people will call the Psalm of Nephi because it's actually written in true form the way a psalm or a lamentation would have been written in the Old Testament, which is a really cool um, detail um, that I learned when I was teaching gospel doctrine this week. Um, that one of the awesome members shared. Um, just the structure of it is very much biblical um, and the, the time of the Old Testament, so that's kind of cool. Um, but we have this great uh, uh, almost prayer um, from Nephi where he's very distraught and very upset and he's crying unto the Lord and, and wanting to be delivered and then he has this great moment of testimony where he shares that um he's always relied on god um but as i read this chapter these chapters together i found some new insights that i hadn't had before and i've always loved chapter four because of the great way that nephi speaks about god and and all of that but understanding the context was a whole lot more powerful because we have all of this happening where they've got to the promised land and they're kind of getting settled and now Lehi is talking to all of his children and prophesying and kind of saying goodbye before he passes and then we have this section from Nephi so what happens um, in chapter four is that I really was able to kind of see it with new eyes that he very much is a little bit of stream of consciousness in this chapter where he begins to talk about what's going on where he his uh where Lehi is talking to all of the kids and the grandkids and tells them, you know, what he wishes for them and and then we see that after he does all of this blessing um to his children that he does pass away. So in verse twelve that Lehi spoke unto everyone in the household and then he waxed old and he was died and buried. And the very very next verse, verse 13 of chapter 4, Nephi says that not many days after his death, <laughs> Laman and Lemuel and the sons of Ishmael were angry with me because of the admonitions of the Lord. So days within the death of Lehi, Laman and Lemuel are added again, and they're again very frustrated with, with Nephi. And uh, he continues to talk about why they were upset with him because he had, you know, uh, constrained them to be righteous and make the good choices and all these things that he's done over and over again up to this point. And then he kind of veers off and says, like, I, I'm not going to write everything that I shared with them. They're in my other plates. On these plates, I'm writing this. And then he begins to talk about the things of his soul and what he's writing on these plates. And this is kind of where he goes almost on a tangent where he's like, let me tell you the things of my soul today. <laughs> um, he's very sorrowful and he's um, pondering all these different things. 
he's got these temptations that beset him and he's frustrated and he's got all of these things going on and but he's also very much testifying of who God has been to him he says in verse 20 uh, verse 19 rather nevertheless I know in whom I have trusted my God hath been my support he hath led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness verse 22 he hath confounded my enemies he's heard my cry um and all of these wonderful things that he shares and he's like yet I am very um where is it here and 27 he's he's a little bit frustrated he says and why should I yield to sin because of my flesh yea I should give way to temptation why should I give way to temptations that the evil one hath place in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul why am I angry because of mine enemy Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin, rejoice, um, give no more place for the enemy of my soul, do not anger again because of mine enemies. And then he does ask, he asks the Lord, please deliver me out of the hands of my enemies um, and, and, and from his sin as well. And it became very clear to me <laughs> this time around that who, who do you think the enemies are that we're talking about here? His brothers want to kill him again after his dad is dying and they're all grieving and he's like, this is so hard. I want to be delivered from this trial, from this temptation to be angry with my brothers, to be frustrated by being in the wilderness, all these things where he's like, this is just so hard. And... Who else would he be talking about in his enemies? I mean, I think he's definitely talking about sin and, and that kind of an enemy and, and all of that. But uh, it's very clear to me that that enemy is also his brothers who are seeking to kill him. But out of this, we get this beautiful little psalm from Nephi and this beautiful testimony of how God has been his rock through all of it. And then he kind of closes it with testifying that, you know, God has been his rock and his everlasting God. And then in chapter five, we come to that he again, he's like, okay, let's get back to it. I'm talking about my brothers. I did cry much unto the Lord because of the anger of my brethren. And they did, their anger did not, or their anger did increase against me that they did seek to take away my life. Um, we've had, and they were, you know, continuing to complain. And then in verse five of chapter five, this is the key that I wanted to focus on today. And it came to pass that the Lord didn't warn me that I, Nephi, should depart from them and flee into the wilderness and all those who would go with me. And he takes a majority of his family with him. And this is a, a powerful moment. I think because the way I see it is that not only did Nephi try and Lehi as well time and time and again to entreat Laman and Lemuel to follow God, to be righteous, to be kind to each other, to not hurt Nephi and all these things. And they still continue to be angry with him. After all of this effort that Nephi has made to reconcile with his brothers they are still not having it and they're still very angry with him. 
So this is when the Lord steps in and says, okay, we've tried everything. Your brother's not budging and I need to keep you safe. So you take you, your family and uh, Sam and Zoram and your sisters and your mom and your younger brothers and you need to go. You need to go away from them. And this is how the Lord helps Nephi set boundaries. <laughs> if we're going to look at this in a, in a more modern uh, frame of reference, he's helping Nephi to set some boundaries. And boundaries with family can be the most difficult because, um, you know, it's his brother and brothers. He wants to have that relationship with them, but it's very clearly not going well. But what's also interesting is what happens after this. Nephi could have um, continued to wallow and been like, okay, well, we've we've been in the promised land for a little bit here and we've built this new place and, and now I'm having to go into the wilderness again and start over again. And that would be really a difficult thing to do. But Nephi does not do that. He doubles down and he focuses on what's important to him, his faith and his family and building pros- prosperity for them. And he does all the right things and he lives according to the law of Moses and they begin to prosper and they plant crops and they begin to build the temple. Um, one insight that I can't claim, um, but... Uh, Courtney Casper, she's this fabulous um, girl I follow on Instagram, and she shared an insight that she had where in chapter 5, verse 16, Nephi talks about building the temple, and he says, um, I did build the temple after the manner of Solomon, save it were not built of so many precious things, for they not for they were not to be found in the land. Wherefore, it could not be built like unto Solomon's temple, but the manner of the construction was like the temple of Solomon, and the workmanship was exceedingly fine. So he's basically saying, so I built a temple like Solomon's, but it was not as nice as Solomon's, because <laughs> he's in the middle of the wilderness, and he doesn't have all this gold and all these precious things that he would have had in Jerusalem to build this, you know, over-the-top, ornate ridiculous kind of temple he's he's got a very humble temple where he's built built it unto the lord and done the best with what he has but still able to labor with his um, family to build something for the lord to be able to worship and what courtney talks about is that sometimes our efforts may not be up to the world standards or up to our own standards even or what we expected or what we thought or planned out but that our efforts are good enough for the Lord to be able to worship, even if it's not exactly what we expected. Um, I shared this in my gospel doctrine class on Sunday, and and this is another reason why I waited to to do this episode, because I wanted to see if there was some things that people were going to share that I could relay on here as well. And one of the sisters Uh, spoke up after I shared this thought and she said, you know, this makes me think of my divorce and how I went a separate way and I went away from the darkness and I built my little temple and it wasn't like it was 
it like it wasn't like it was before, but it was good enough and it was into the Lord. And I really appreciated the sisters sharing because that was a lot of what I felt with my divorce as well. I try not to always go there, but that's a lot of how I've felt the Lord in my life is is in those days and experiences with my divorce. Um, so that's how just how he's shown up for me. But I, I definitely agree that this is a lot of times how our lives play out, that things don't go the way that we expect and God puts us on another path and that he will allow us to have a nice temple and and in the beginning it may be different than we expect, but that it's still going to be a wonderful workmanship of the Lord uh, to be able to do the things that we need to do and and in some ways it will be better uh, because it's away from the darkness of of those that wish to to harm us. One thing I also found really powerful is in going back to chapter 4 in verse 27 when Nephi is crying to the Lord he says, "Why should I give way to temptations that the evil one have place in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul. And I just have a thought that if we have peace in our souls, why would we let other people's darkness get in that way? Why would we allow ourselves to, you know, let others' darkness or anger or fear or whatever it is to decrease our light and our joy and our peace and I think that's a really hard thing to do these days to not allow the darkness around us to affect us um and that again that's where boundaries come in but I had an experience where after my divorce was final and he got married very quickly and it was a little bit of a uh, shock. <laughs> it was expected, but it was still a shocking thing for me. And I remember thinking I could focus on what he's doing and what I think he should be doing and not doing and all of that. And I could worry about that. Or I can focus on me and shore up my own foundation and figure out what's important to me and what I want my life to be like and rebuild for myself, the life that I want to have now that I have more control of my life and how it will go. And that's very much what Nephi does. He's like, okay, well, I'm leaving Laman and Lemuel behind. I'm leaving behind this atmosphere that I don't want to be a part of anymore. I'm um, fleeing for my safety, for my emotional health, for my spiritual health. I mean, he this con- conflict between him and his brothers has caused a lot of aggravation for him and a lot of sorrow. And he's making the choice to move on and move forward. And he doubles down on what's important to him, which is his faith. And he chooses God and he chooses to work hard and he chooses to build a temple and to create a new life with his family to be able to build the kind of life that he wants to have with the Lord. And I think that's really powerful to be able to see that laid out in the scriptures that sometimes we do have to walk away and sometimes we do have to rebuild and that the Lord will help us do that. That can be one of the hardest things. I've, even apart from my divorce, I've had other experiences 
where I felt I needed to um, distance myself from certain people in order to preserve my mental health or my um, faith or whatever it may be. And that's been a hard thing to do, but it's ultimately given me back my power to be able to choose the things that I want to choose and to be able to not be distracted or sidelined by other things and to focus on what I want to focus on. So I guess my my <laughs> wrap up of this section is that the Lord wants to help us preserve and protect our faith, our mental and emotional health and our spiritual health. He wants to help us do that. He will fight for us. He will fight to preserve us from our enemy enemies, whether they are very physical the way they were with Laman and Lemuel and Nephi, or if they're spiritual or emotional, whatever they may be. Um, he wants to preserve us. He wants to deliver us from our enemies and to help us to prosper and to build up our cities and our temples and our lives so that we can succeed and, and prosper. Um, and I love being able to see the Lord do that with Nephi. And there's still a hard road ahead. <laughs> there's still generations of war between the two families. But he does get to choose how he lives. And sometimes that conflict will continue the way it does in the Book of Mormon, which we will continue to see. But we have the right to make that distancing step if it feels right. We have the right to do that. Okay, I think that's all I have. Um, these are some great chapters. I think I'm just going to close with that. That God is going to help us feel preserved from our enemies. And that he will help you set those boundaries that you need in your life to feel protected and safe and peaceful no matter what's going on around you okay already everyone i know the book of mormon is true i know that it helps us in our lives and that we can feel its power when we read it okay thanks for listening <laughs>